3: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grids Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening the window. I want all of you to get up out of your
1: chairs. Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to
4: At The Window on this January 6th, 2020. I am Sean Guasamacca in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34. Drew Morton is in Las Vegas, you, you, you're back there yet? You're still in South Florida, Drew. And you can follow Drew on Twitter at DrewMartinBets. Me on Twitter, underscore Sean G. What's going on, Drew? Where are you, man?
5: Sean, happy Monday morning to you. I am in South Florida making the cross-country oh. trip. Tomorrow, ah, so uh, okay. ready to do the show from down here in sunny South Florida after a uh, big weekend, man, for it's sports fun. bettors and not to mention we've got some stuff to talk about on tonight's slate as well. So always good to be with you, buddy.
4: Yeah, good to see you as well. Hopefully, besides the betting aspect, you had a great weekend there. And Drew, I want to say twenty twenty is the first time I've I've said it since uh, the new year, and it's kind of you know you think about like where has the time gone? I mean, it just flies by. We're in a new decade. Um, And so uh, hopefully your bets are as good as the previous decade, Drew, uh, as we move forward. But you you mentioned it a wild card like NFL playoff weekend in the NFL. And it started, all four games were great. They were competitive, went down to the wire, fourth quarter. I want to ask you this, Drew, though. Speaking of just the NFL games, what's your biggest headline coming in to today from the weekend in the NFL? What's your biggest headline, number one?
5: Sean, I got two of them, but uh, one of them I'm going to defer to you because I'm pretty sure you're going to uh, take on on one of the big headlines here. The other one, and I'm just going to run with this, Sean. Hear me out. Minnesota versus New Orleans. Biggest headline to take away, NFL pass interference replay. Fails again in the big easy. New Orleans on the bad side of both ways to look at it depending on a a multi-year run here. But uh, that last play was offensive pass interference in my view. Why be able to replay it if you're not actually going to use it at the biggest stage, which we got just in yesterday's game? I think New Orleans up against it, man. I feel bad for Saints fans. But uh, that's what I take away. The uh, pass interference replay fails NFL fans all across the world, man.
4: I agree with you. Kyle Rudolph pushed off. It was blatant. And the fact that they took – uh, just so little time to review that at the end of the game, the the officials really bugged me, especially and you know it. it what happened last year? I mean, you, you can't really factor that in. What what you know if you're a, a, an official, whatever, right? Oh, we can't screw these guys again, right? But they did. The Saints got screwed again. It was a blatant push off. He absolutely created separation by pushing off against the defender Kyle Rudolph did and enabling him to catch that touchdown. So that, yes, good call there. Refs blow that one. My biggest headline from all four games, the biggest headline for me, the biggest story, the dynasty in New England, the Tom Brady era, over. And what a run it was. 20 years, six Super Bowl championships, but it's over. It's done. The, the way they lost to the Titans in spectacular fashion, the offense could not move the football against that Tennessee D. And Tom Brady, is his last pass, and I think it will be, his last pass as a New England Patriot, a pick six. So he joins Jameis Winston, who, whose last pass as a Tampa Bay Buck was a pick six. That's not good company. That's not the company you want to be in, but that, albeit, it, it's, it's over. That dynasty's over. It's time to rebuild there in New England. Josh McDaniels is going to Cleveland. He's going to be the Browns' next head coach. I'm just guessing here, of course, but uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, uh, she made a really uh, interesting case that, you know, he's from that area. It would be hard for McDaniels to turn down the Browns. Although, this, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings is, is in the mix. Uh, the Bill's offensive coordinator, so it's not a, a foregone conclusion. But I think McDaniels is gone. He's leaving. So it's time to rebuild there in New England. Tom Brady's last pass as a New England Patriot, a pick six. That's my biggest headline, man.
5: Yeah, that's a that's that's a good one, man. I mean, in terms of this Patriots uh, downfall, I guess you could say just the run is over. Like you did say, I, I can't disagree with you there. And, and you know, the game of where does Tom Brady take his next snap, Sean? I mean, does it happen? Is he is he done? Is his next snap you know, down in here in Miami? People are bringing that kind of rumor up. Does he head back to California, the Detroit Lions? Where where is his next snap going to come from, in your opinion, man? A
4: lot of people are pointing to the Chargers, Drew, the L.A. Chargers. I don't see that happening. I know it's L.A., right? It's on the West Coast. He's from San Francisco. I don't see that happening. He shouldn't do that. That team with Brady's not going to win a championship. I think that would be like Namath, right, leaving the Jets and playing for the Rams. That would be a disaster. I can't see that happening. I think a really intriguing possibility. How about the Bears? Mitchell Trubisky, they're not in love with him. How about the Bears? Tom Brady would fit nicely with that great defense. How about the Denver Broncos? The NGO has that defense up and running. You could see a similar, I guess, uh, Peyton Manning had nothing left, won a championship, but a great defense. Maybe that's a possibility. Dallas Cowboys, Dak's a free agent, although Dak probably is coming back, so people aren't mentioning uh, them as a possibility. The Dolphins would be a disaster, I think. I, I think the Bears would make some sense and, and the Broncos.
5: Yeah, I, I, the Bears—that's that, a really good one, man. With their defense, he's already proven he can, you know, win in, in, in cold weather places yeah. with, it, with a good. You bring up the Peyton Manning thing of having a good defense and just kind of being a a, a game manager. Yep. And I say that in a good way. You know, you're not necessarily throwing the ball down the field, seven step drops, carving up the defense, but you're not making the huge mistake. You're kind of leading the troops. Um, there's definitely a, a need for that in the NFL. I, I could see the Bears being the best fit. Um, I, 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 I'm just hearing you say that off the top, man, and I, I would run with that if I'm Tom Brady.
4: Absolutely. I think that's a better, I guess, situation than the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers, really? Uh, is he that much, Tom Brady, that is, of an upgrade over Phillip Rivers at this point? I, I don't see it. And Anthony Lynn, has he proven to be this great head coach? I don't I don't see that either. I mean, he's on the, the edge there, right? If he has another... Uh, non-playoff season. He's out, most likely. That's what, at least what a lot of people are, are talking about. So I, I think that would be a disaster. But the Chargers need to sell tickets. They're in a new stadium. They're the second dog, second banana there in L.A. So it makes sense from a business standpoint. And Daddy. Brady probably would like to play on the West Coast. I think it would be a disaster. Go to the Broncos. That would be a better uh, decision. But we say all this, Drew, and watch tomorrow it's it's announced. New contract extension for Tom Brady staying in New England, right? Which just. We're having fun with it, speculating on my part, uh, but we'll see what happens. But the dynasty is over in New England, that's for sure, with or without Tom Brady returning. More to do. We'll take a look at the dirty hit by Clowney on Wentz and some more wild card recap when we return.
1: Back in on At
4: The Window on the SportsGrid TV Network, Pluto TV, Channel 517, Stir, Zumo TV on YouTube as well for all of your fantasy sports as well and betting advice. Go to YouTube SportsGrid Network. I am Sean Guasamaki. Welcome back. Drew Martin with me. Drew, the under, the totals uh, in the four games this wildcard weekend, they all went under, 4-0 to the under. How surprised were you that all four games went under this weekend with two of them going into overtime as well.
5: Yeah. Good point on the two going into overtime. I and mean, there was two of them, you know, that were kind of in doubt towards the end of the game. And then two others, Tennessee and new England, and also uh, the late game last night, Seattle and Philadelphia, that fell well short of the under. I mean, we've seen it time and time again in years past, Sean, where, uh, you know, the kind of play not to lose, you know, punt, play it safe. Seems to be the way to go in the NFL playoffs. And not that it's a bad thing. It just you got to bring that into your handicap when you're betting, when you're betting totals in the NFL playoffs. Teams are going to kind of play a little bit more conservative, longer drives, things of that nature. So especially when we're, we're talking about like the Baltimore game this this week, a lot of people are looking at that. And uh, we've seen it off the open, you know, some some over money here. But you got to remember what both teams are trying to do from an offensive standpoint, talking Tennessee and Baltimore. They both look to go on kind of long drives, aren't necessarily top in terms of pace, you know, looking to get up to the and and snap the next ball. And and as you know, Sean, when you're looking to bet overs, you want teams that are going to be hurrying up a lot, getting a lot of plays off. So uh, just just kind of a good reminder there, man. Good point in terms of zero and four towards the under, all four games going under, and just to kind of a, a reminder to sports betters everywhere that uh, it's just that time of year where teams are going to be a little bit more conservative on the offensive end. Well,
4: were you surprised at how well the Vikings played going into the Superdome or the Mercedes Benz Dome, whatever it's called now? I don't, I don't even—they keep changing the name. Uh, in New Orleans, going to New Orleans and winning. Uh, As eight-point dogs, seven-and-a-half-point dogs, they took care of business, the Vikings, and they won. Uh, Were you more surprised the Vikings winning or Drew Brees playing so poorly as he did?
5: Probably a little bit more with Drew Brees, but I guess you got to give some credit to, to Minnesota. I mean, just that game in general was the most surprising to me. Um, you know the Me point too. spread, obviously a, a good deal off there, man. I mean, fifteen points off from the uh, closing spread. Minnesota. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Say what you want about him. Oh, right. When it came down to the end, he hit that pass over the top, right to the goal line. Uh, that that was a that was a heck of a throw. That was the the, the best play yeah, he you could make an argument of it. the whole weekend.
4: Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't see Kirk Cousins playing that well. I really didn't. And until he's until he could do it, until he does it right in these big spots. I was going to fade Kirk Cousins, but he came up big. I I should have asked. I mean, were you more surprised with how well Kirk Cousins did or more surprised at how poorly Drew Brees uh, played? But uh, I guess we know the answer right now. I mean, Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, though. I mean, for his legacy and the guys on the morning after were talking about this on the Sports Grid TV network from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time every day. Uh, They were talking about Drew Brees and his legacy. He's, not, he's come up small in these spots. Only one Super Bowl appearance. He did win that Super Bowl, so give him credit there. But when you're talking about the best of the best of all time, Drew Brees now, these last few years, having the team, or we thought the team, to go to the uh, Super Bowl is coming up small. And we can point to the officiating. I know that's what everyone's going to point out. Um, and it, 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 some truth to that. But still, Drew Brees could have played better in these spots and did not. So some blame has to fall at his feet.
5: Yeah, and, and especially that fumble at the end, you know, yeah. and it's always tough to just go to one play, but man, you can't be loose with the ball that, at the quarterback, yeah. really, at any position, you're right, but Drew, yeah, I'm you're right. leading the troops, you're at home, it's late in, late in the game, you just gotta, you, you, and he should know this, I mean, he, he, would, he would admit it personally, but uh, you just can't have that from the quarterback position, so uh, yeah, man, in terms of uh, guys that kind of flopped, so to speak, in the uh, wild card round. I would put the spotlight on Drew Brees.
4: Yeah, on Drew Brees, and I mentioned Mercedes-Benz Superdome, that's what it's called now in New Orleans where the Saints play. And Drew, that interception as well, where the hell was he throwing that, Drew Brees, into double coverage? Horrible play um, from from a veteran who's um, conservative with the football, or smart with the football. The the Saints, NFL record, just eight eight turnovers this year. That's an NFL record, so uh, seeing them turn the football over was a big surprise in this game, and Kirk Cousins as well, playing as well as he did. And people were mentioning Dalvin Cook having success against that 4th rank uh, run defense of the Saints. But I wasn't too surprised by that because Davenport's out and Rankings is out as well. So a large part of the season, they, they played and they were good against a run because of those two guys on the uh, defensive line. So not too surprised with Dalvin Cook having success. More surprised with Kirk Cousins having success. And I had the, the uh, Saints winning by double digits in this game, so... uh I was wrong on, on all fronts with the Vikings. That being said now, now the Vikings, are they a live dog going to San Francisco, Drew, right now? And we could put that game up. Six and a half point dogs going to San Francisco next week, the Minnesota Vikings. Are they a live dog as, as far as you're concerned?
5: I mean... This is an interesting one, Sean. As we're talking, you know, this game's been getting hit all day, six and a half, seven. So uh, my my advice to sports bettors out there is be kind of timely in when you get yourself involved in this game. And I'm talking San Francisco has been minus six and a half, still is at some sports books. They've also been minus seven and still are at other sports books as we're talking right now, looking at the odd screen. So uh, be very careful on when you enter. In terms of betting this game, San Francisco at the six and a half or seven is kind of the spot I would look to go. You know, you got to keep in mind these teams off of a bye. Minnesota is now playing back to back road games. Always a tough ask here with San Francisco off of a bye. A lot kind of points towards the home teams in these spots. And, And if you go over a 30 year track record, Sean, it really favors The home team in the second round of the playoffs, although Mm -hmm. in 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 more recent times, you know, over the last five, six years, it hasn't been that drastic. And there has been some away runs here, which we've seen teams make it all the way to the Super Bowl in terms of the five and six seeds winning, which a lot of them did yesterday. So it depends how you kind of want to go at this. Are they a live dog? I'm sure they can win outright. I mean, they're on a roll right now. Their quarterback's hot. He's probably the player of the weekend. It's just they're going up against a really talented, really good San Francisco team with a good quarterback themselves without a playoff win, though. Talking about Jimmy G here, he's still got to prove himself coming off of just a week where Kirk Cousins just did prove himself. Um, I lean towards San Francisco. I haven't bet this game personally. How are you feeling about the Vikings and 49ers, man?
4: I like the Vikings. I, 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 you know, I like the momentum that they're building, right? Um, San Francisco, like you said, Jimmy G, first time in the playoffs. Maybe there's some jitters. We saw that with Josh Allen. What, what did you, you had that uh, Minty Betts, right? Didn't she give you that, um, that stat that you were throwing out there? First time quarterbacks in the playoffs, 10 and 30 or 12 and 30 ATS? So, um, that yeah. Really, yeah, that came into play yesterday, I mean, uh, with uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, he went down, so I don't know how you want to count that. We don't know what, what would happen if, I guess, he was healthy. But, you know, it, it goes up as a loss. Um, before before uh, I get to that pick, but I like the Vikings. As far as this spread's concerned, if you're a 49er backer, jump on this 6.5 right now, will it go to 6 in your opinion or jump on the 6.5 right now?
5: No, I, I don't think it will go to 6. Okay. I think we're seeing six and a half sevens all the way through. So, yeah, if you like San Francisco – and your sports book has a six and a half, I would say jump on it. And if it doesn't, look for another sports book, find that six and a half and jump on it. Because I think we, we, we see sevens here. You know, they're off of a buy in Minnesota's back-to-back road games. Man.
4: And the Vikings, if you're a Vikings backer, and if you see a seven, jump on it right now. It's not going to go to seven and a half in your, th- in your opinion, you think, later in the week?
5: That would be a big move because okay. that would open up Sportsbook to the number seven being a middle number, which they're not going to want to do, meaning they could lose on both sides of that right, right, uh, right. with more of the sharp betters, So they really don't like to steam through the threes, the sevens on the board. So they'll usually stick to six and a half and then just juice it on the seven. So, no, I very highly doubt, Sean, we see a seven in the hook, man.
4: Great information. Great stuff there, Drew. We have three other games, divisional... Playoffs this weekend. It's the, probably the best weekend of football 30. this weekend because you have all of the top teams playing. Wildcard weekend was great, but four of the teams were on buys. And isn't it crazy? The NFL bye weeks, right? What other playoff do the best teams not play the first round, right? The NBA, they play the first round. Major League Baseball, it's kind of weird the NFL has this system. But we'll talk to Drew Morton about the rest of the divisional playoff games and Super Bowl odds. Vikings, sprinkle a little money on the Vikings to go to win the Super Bowl. We'll look at those odds when we come back here and at the window.
1: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's dot acom slash iHeart.
5: Yeah, Sean, that seems like a big hassle, you know, uh, whenever the kind of apps aren't working for you. But yeah, that's why it's a, a, a good, more than just getting good numbers, is if something goes wrong to have more than one Sportsbook. it's actually yeah. some people would say it's the key to getting an advantage. And if you're actually serious about winning long term, that's really the only way to do it because you got to be betting good numbers. And if you're just having one sports book, there's no real way to shop around and get an advantage. But yeah, man, I feel for you a lot of times with that going on. And as sports betting, you know, is expanding and growing and new companies coming in with the technology it just is what it is man it's going to be part of this process of growing so you just kind of we as a as sports bettors got to get used to it and yeah that has happened to me in in, in Las Vegas um, I'll tell you just from traveling to the state of Florida now yeah. one thing that I can kind of resonate with you it's just betting becomes a lot tougher uh to, to get bets down you know we can't go into the ins and outs of everything on the show but it is much better to be in vegas have the gps on your on your phone and just bet through different sports books that you open at the casino because when you go into a state and for me outside of nevada it gets very difficult man. yeah it
4: must be tricky yeah especially because you, you're used to it right living in nevada and, and stuff like that on the weekends you know i make my way to the uh, sports book You know, at the Meadowlands here in in New Jersey, and that's where I do most of my betting on the weekends. So uh, you know, I'm kind of used to it by now, Drew. Um, But not having that app when you want to place a bet, right? Not functioning properly. That 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 was really that was tough. It it wasn't down for like 30 seconds or five minutes. It was down for a good 10 minutes. And this was on Saturday and Sunday, both both days. There was issues with the app. So, but DraftKings was up there. But so I guess I'm gonna have the guys. I, I guess play a, um, a lineup, a DFS lineup for me. I don't know. Or maybe I'll find out a way to get that money out of there, which probably is not a problem. But I uh, just wanted to mention that off the top. Before we get back to football, though, there's a college football bowl game. I don't have much of an opinion on this game. It's the Miami of Ohio against Louisiana Lafayette tonight. um 14-point spread. Last time I checked, Drew, this is FanDuel Sportsbook, but of course you can shop around. Yeah, the uh, Lafayette favored by 14 points, 55 the, the total uh, Miami of Ohio, the, the champions out of the MAC conference, fourteen point dogs tonight. You take out their three losses this year to the big dogs. They lost to Ohio State, got creamed. Cincinnati, although they're not a Power Five, they're, they're a top twenty-five team, and the Iowa Hawkeyes. They were, they they won basically. They won every game, right? So take out those three losses. They were, they were great, but they were close games, all of them. Um, I know Ralph Michaels just uh, said on Wager Talk. Uh, last hour on this network, on the SportsGrid TV network, to take the over 55 if he were to place a bet. He doesn't have a strong feeling, and he won't play it, but he said his suggestion would be if you want to play something to play the over in this game. How about yourself? Are you you, uh, putting any action on this game tonight, this uh, bowl game, or are you going to pass?
5: What what do we got? The uh, Lending Tree Bowl game tonight (laughs) in the normal times. Yeah, really. In in the normal yeah, I it it's kind of funny here, but it's in Mobile, Alabama, I believe. Looks like pretty decent weather, mid-50s, not much wind. And, of course, this on ESPN, a singled-out college football game, likely the most bet sporting activity on tonight's slate. There's going to be a lot of tickets written right before kickoff, guys. We see this all the time. Look for big swings. So um, you might get a 14.5-15, you know, just like you might get a 13.5-13 on the other side. Watch out for that because there's going to be a lot of just public bettors out there kind of following any move they can and maybe just jumping on one side or the other or a total. Um, Sean, in terms of the way I break this game down, plus the fact this isn't the normal national championship slot. You know, most years, this is when the national championship is this Monday night. For whatever reason, they moved it a week later. Maybe you know more about that than I do, Sean. But Miami v. Ohio versus Louisiana Lafayette, this is a game I bet personally – um, and I feel very strongly about this in all the bowl games this season. I've watched these two teams play a lot of games. I bet on both of them throughout the season. This is the biggest discrepancy in talent, meaning from top to bottom of the roster, Louisiana Lafayette is just way more talented than Miami of Ohio. Bigger, faster, stronger. You know, you can talk about X's and O's, and they matter a lot in bowl games. But when you talk about the Jimmys and the Joes on the field, Louisiana Lafayette, the Ragin' Cajuns are, are just a lot better team. They have more athletes. They have a better quarterback. They're better in the trenches. Their linebackers are better. A uh, lot is just pointing here towards the Ragin' Cajuns. Of course, it's just a short drive to Mobile. From um, from the state of Louisiana, we got Miami of Ohio traveling down. I really like Louisiana Lafayette. Can Miami of Ohio win? Absolutely. If Louisiana Lafayette doesn't show up, I'm not saying to you know bet your whole bankroll on this game. <laughs> but uh, if you don't mind laying points here near two touchdowns, minus 14 right now, um, I, I very strongly recommend a small bet here on Louisiana Lafayette, Sean.
4: Yeah, that, that seems like the smart play. Just looking at common opponents from these two teams – The uh, Lafayette played at the Bobcats, the Ohio Bobcats. They won by 20, 45 to 25. That's Louisiana Lafayette. The uh, Redhawks of Miami of Ohio, they beat the uh, Bobcats, same thing on the road, by three, 24-21. So if you're going by common opponent, you're right. They're a much better football team, Louisiana Lafayette. So, all right, so 14 points. All right, I like it. You're laying the 14 points with the uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I like that.
5: Yeah. Yeah, Sean, and, and I, I want to add one more thing. You know, you, when you break down these teams, like from the Sun Belt, who did they beat? Who did they lose to? When you take out SEC teams and teams named Appalachian State, right? Louisiana Life La- Lafayette rolled everybody else outside of Monroe, but that was the last game of the season. I mean, they were smashing people throughout the season. And when you look at these guys, I mean, they got a lot of SEC transfers. You know, uh, the state of Louisiana, heavily recruited area. Uh, you're you're going to see a big discrepancy in talent here, man. It, I'd be very surprised if Miami of Ohio pushes Louisiana Lafayette around.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, me as well. Just looking at the numbers right now and the way you're breaking it down, uh, I feel confident that they're gonna um, cover this spread and uh, Mississippi State. They played an SEC team, and you said take take out the, the the games against the SEC and, and Appalachian State, but they were close. They were competitive. Not, the the line was nineteen. The closing line was nineteen. Uh, Mississippi State favored. They only won by ten. And you know that's an SEC foe, and I, we know Joe Joe Moorhead is now out there as, as coach. But still, they, they they were a bowl team, six and six. Give them that. So that that was a, a you know a, a good showing by Louisiana Lafayette. So, uh, all right, uh, we'll cover that game. And, and just just for the record, are you a fan of having bowl games this late on January 6th um, with teams that are non-Power 5 conference teams?
5: Um, I get the argument not to, but I, I, I'm too big of a sports betting degenerate, Sean, not to love games like this. I just feel like it's on yeah. ESPN. Right. It's, it's yeah. singled out. Uh, it, it's making sports sports betters around the world smile, man. So the people that think there's too many bowl games, look, I, I get the argument. I just think very differently, and it's the sports better in me wanting to be boisterous here. So no, I, I love these games, and I actually wish there was more of them.
4: Yeah, it's coming. It's sad that the bowl season's ending. You know, uh, you know, obviously the the one big one left, and uh, is there another game after this? It might be one more, right? And then you got the big. National I don't think so. Next. No, it's just the, just the one?
5: FCS championship game. There you go. Yeah, this okay. is the last. That, oh, season. wow.
4: It's really sad then. That's it. Bowl season's over. Two minutes. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Looking at it right now. You're right. Just one more left next Monday night. And Joe Ranieri said this. I, I didn't look it up to, to fact check it, but on the morning after, he was saying that the reason the national championship game is so late and why there's such, such a big layoff was because they... Uh, was scheduled to have the semifinal games on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and so they couldn't reschedule the national championship game when they moved those games up to the Saturday before New Year's because of ratings purposes. So I guess that's why there was was this big 16-day layoff um, between the semifinal and the final. That's what he was saying, so um, I don't know if that's true. It makes sense.
5: It makes sense. Did did he say that that was like the reason why or was he just kind of doing his own research and that's what he thought.
4: No, he said that was the reason why. But well, you know, I Okay. D- I
5: believe him.
4: Yeah, I I believe him too. Uh and it makes sense because ESPN was not happy with the ratings cuz they were on New Year's Eve. And I think it was New Year's Eve and then so they moved them to the Saturday before New Year's, which was up to the 28th, 3-day uh 3 days up and so that's why you have the big discrepancy cuz they usually give you like 12 to 14 days between these uh, ch- the semifinal and the championship game. So uh, there you go. So, uh, but uh, we have uh, a game tonight, uh, the Lending Tree Bowl. There you go. Thank you for uh, mentioning that, Drew. Um 30. What was this bowl? I don't even. Is this a new bowl? I don't, Mobile, Alabama. Was this the? What was the bowl called before it was renamed the Lending Tree Bowl?
5: I'm trying to. Think. Uh, I'll have to do some research over
4: the break. I'm trying to Sean. do it me off on the that. top of my head. Oh, I'm trying <laughs> to. All right, all right. More uh, divisional. Uh, playoffs in the NFL when we come back. And Clowney's hit on Wentz. Was it dirty? Got to get Drew's take on that when we return to At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Back right after
2: Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
4: Back on At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network, Planet Pluto uh, TV channel 517 if you want to follow us on instagram check us out at sportsgrid tv on instagram follow us like our photos videos that we post every day each and every day up there on instagram that's at sportsgrid tv and of course on youtube you can follow us sportsgrid network for all of your fantasy and sports betting <coughs> advice hey drew i looked it up the Landing tree bowl you ready it was known as the Ready. Mobile Alabama Bowl for its first two incarnations. All right? Can you name what it was called after? There's four different title sponsors. One of them is LendingTree, so three others. Can you name one of the three?
5: Um, no. I, I can't name one of the three, unfortunately. Oh, you can. Yeah. All right.
4: Think of Danica Patrick. She, she was a sponsor for this company. Oh, GoDaddy. Yes. All right. You got one. Okay. All right. Think. All right. uh, So that's one. You got two left. I'm trying to think of. Think of this commercial. I'm thinking of commercials where a guy is looking for a mortgage. And is that the one? Is that
5: the company? Well, that would be LendingTree, no? No.
4: Yeah, that's LendingTree. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. We got that one already. I'm trying to think of this other one. Um, All right. Think of like uh, the Motor City. What are they known for?
5: Ford? Uh, Cars?
4: Yes, cars. Yep. (laughs) There you go. Come on. What's one of the... Uh, Right, yeah. All right, so what would be a title sponsor for a bowl game, then, if you're thinking about, you know, trucks and and cars?
5: Oh, man. Um, Maybe something like... uh, Come
4: on. GMAC.
5: GMAC. GMAC Bowl. Okay. That works. I remember that
4: one. All right, and then the last one, Dollar General.
5: Oh yeah, the Dollar, the good old Dollar General Bowl. I was (laughs) wondering what happened.
4: Yeah, now it's Lending Tree for the previous two seasons. I mean, it's crazy. How many changes it's under uh, went there? As it started out, the Mobile Alabama Bowl before it even had a sponsor. Uh, That's that's not a great name for a bowl. I'm sorry, you got to come up with something better than that, like a like a fruit. Right, you, you got something right? The Peach Bowl, yeah. you, you had the Sun Bowl. That's that, that's a pretty cool name. The Holiday Bowl. I mean, come on, the the Mobile Alabama Bowl. Come on, you got to do better than that.
5: Yeah, well, sometimes they're they're doing good with these bowl games. You know, like the Fiesta Bowl, the Orange. Like you just said, like some of these are are, are kind of doing well with their sponsorships. Um, in, in like the Las Vegas Bowl now with the new stadium, supposedly it's moving to like a you know a big time matchup. And and you know with like Budweiser, Tostitos getting in on some of these like a the, uh, party bowl matchup. I just think they can run all kinds of different different ways with some of these. I, I actually think it could be be good for marketing. You know, when I think of the the, I, I still think of Tostitos Fiesta Like Tostitos got their money's worth. I don't even know if it's still Tostitos Fiesta So that's it's not, it's not, not, not saying much. It's not a new sponsor, but I don't. Yeah, I I, I like this kind of stuff.
4: I'm trying to th- the new sponsor it's not Tostitos any longer um we get- it's
5: PlayStation oh okay PlayStation, yeah yeah, yeah.
4: PlayStation that's that doesn't have a nice ring to it right the Tostitos fiesta yeah. bowl was great i love that name but um the uh, mobile alabama what are they famous for what, what what's what are they known for that uh, that area they're the known for
5: yeah, they're known for Mardi Gras. I believe it actually first started in Mobile, Alabama, then moved to New Orleans. No kidding. Um, i think cruise out that port. I, I know a couple people from Mobile, Alabama. Right there, it's called, you know, Floor Bama, that area of the world, like right there on the coast. There's a lot of, like, redneck country people going to the beach in that area. It's kind of good people overall, a lot of drinking. They do a mullet toss near there where it's who can throw the, the mullet, which is a fish. <laughs> the furthest. It's all fun this is great. Do. I love this. This is great. Really? Do they really? <laughs> they do. Oh yeah. It's pretty much for like the SEC goes to like spring break, so you know there's a lot of beer drinking and you know nice. fist fighting and you know <laughs> that so nice. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. No, no. <laughs> nah, I guess it's a fun time though. Yeah, it's,
4: it's a fun time. Yeah, getting beat up and sloshed and stuff. No, no. Uh, that's pretty cool. All right, so we'll move on from from that, but uh. Uh, That's the last bowl before the championship game next Monday. Tonight, Lending Tree Bowl, Miami of Ohio, Louisiana, Lafayette. Drew says, lay the 14 points, take the Cajuns there, the raging Cajuns in that one. All right, Drew, uh, we we were talking NFL divisional playoff round, and uh, I mentioned it a couple of times. Clowney's hit on Carson Wentz. The hit to the back of his head as he was going down to the ground in the first quarter that knocked Carson Wentz out for the game. Was it a clean play? just an aggressive play or was it a dirty play in your thoughts, in your opinion?
5: Um, I don't feel too, too strongly about it. I, I kind of think it was a, you know, right on the, 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 the cusp there, Sean, of uh, yeah, a little bit dirty, but at the same time, I, I don't know if it, 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 if it was like, you know, it wasn't the most dirty play I've ever seen. Just kind of a tough play of the way football, you know, playing through the whistle, so to speak. It's always kind of, there, right on the line for me, yeah. man. I don't know how do you
4: feel. I'm, I'm, it's hard to get in the get in the mind of of someone else, right? I don't know what's going through Clowney's head. They they mentioned the hit on Nick Foles the the, the previous year from Clowney, and it w- was a dirty play as well. And so there's a track record there. I don't want to go as far as to say it was a dirty play. It was really uh, unfortunate, though, for Carson Wentz, obviously, because he was knocked out of the game and couldn't. And Josh McCown had to come in and, and try to save the day, but just at forty, just had did not have enough with the weapons that were around there. But I would say I agree with you. I don't think it was a dirty play; just a real aggressive hit. The fact that it wasn't flagged for a penalty that was a, definitely a poor job by the officiating there. Um, and speaking to the Seattle Seahawks, they got the win. DJ Metcalf went off. What I mean, geez, he was picked second. Wait, was it second to last pick of the second round or last pick of the second round? Um, he lasted a long time despite running a four three forty. And having all the measurables, right? Six foot four. His father played in the NFL. I mean, so he has pedigree. i surprised he lasted that long, but he had a neck injury at Ole Miss. He's senior, not a senior, the year he was coming out. He had surgery. He was cleared, but maybe people were scared off from that. Did not have much production there at Ole Miss because of the injury history. He also had uh, an injury one of the previous years that he was there. So maybe that scared some, some teams off, but boy, that's looking like a big miss for for a lot of these these teams passing up on DK Metcalf there, Drew.
5: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, DJ, Me- it's almost one of those things. What? Why did he drop so far? I remember watching the game. One of my buddies brought that up in terms of like you know what really happened with him in, coming out of college. Was there some things that weren't really made public? Um, overall, man. I mean, his career at Ole Miss, he was you know really working guys all the time in the SEC but uh, still didn't get recognized. I'm seeing 67 receptions, 1,200 yards. That's that's only for his career, so he didn't necessarily tear it up for multiple years here. But just in 2019 alone, he's had over 900 yards with Seattle. So you're, you're right, man. He's come out, and uh, heck, overall, uh, a lot of teams miss it on him because uh, as long as it's not too big of a, of a locker room issue, which I haven't heard too, too bad of things about him, uh, I, I don't know why he fell so far either, Sean.
4: Yeah, that was a big, maybe because of the neck injury. Uh, his last year at Ole Miss, maybe it's because of that he missed half the season because of that injury. He was cleared, but they, you know, these medical records that the, the coaches, I guess, they were scared off by that. But um, he dropped. It was the to the benefit of the Seattle Seahawks, and now they are on the road at the Green Bay Packers. Packers four point favorites. This is according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Forty six is the total. Drew. You're giving the Seahawks a chance in this game. Who do you like? I like the Packers, and I like the Packers laying the four points. But uh, how about yourself? Uh, your early guess, or if, if you want to wait till Friday uh, and, and, and give your, your opinion there, but uh, early, do you give the Seahawks a chance in this game for the upset at Lambeau Field on Sunday?
5: Yeah, Sean, I, I, I mean, for this game, this is a tough ask for the Seahawks team. I mean, think about it. They, they're going to have to go cross-country twice you know, back to back weeks here talking about just being the away team, you know, road games twice. They were just, you know, practically on the East coast in Philadelphia, now going to have to go a good ways across the country again um, after going home. And granted, I haven't bet this game as of now. I actually am and, and not 100% sure, Sean, maybe you can speak to this. Did Seattle go back to Seattle and they're spending the week there and preparing and then going to Green Bay? Or do you, or, or, do you know if they're staying in the East and Central Coast here?
4: Uh, they alluded to it on NBC yesterday, last night, that they were going to go back to C- Seattle and then travel to Green Bay, but I didn't get official word. I'm not. I'm not sure uh, uh, about that, but I would think they're going back to Seattle and then they'll travel to Green Bay for the uh, the game on Sunday. Does that affect? I mean, the Seattle's eight and one on the road this year. Um, you know, much better. I mean, they play close games all the time. So that the, the Green Bay, they're not the greatest. I mean, the Green Bay, they're good, but I mean, uh, I could see Seattle. In this game to the end and a field goal deciding it, so I mean that four point spread, you know, right. yeah, I could see both sides of it, but I, I just think the Packers with the week off, as you mentioned, what it, the, the benefits the team with the week off and um, with that offense, with Aaron Rodgers ready to go here, I could see them covering this this, this number. I mean, Seahawks they have. Decimated by injuries, their offensive line, they have no running backs. Marshawn Lynch, they had to get him out of retirement. And yeah, he scored a touchdown yesterday, but did nothing on the ground. I mean, there was no holes to begin with, but he can't break many tackles at his age. He looks fat and slow, as you would expect. So, Homer, um, do you believe much in him? I mean, he had a nice game against the San Francisco 49ers, so maybe there's some life there. He's a starter. I don't know. I, I don't give him a chance. I really don't. I, I like the Packers. But that being said, as I mentioned, Seahawks, Seahawks always play these close games. And Russell Wilson always finds like um, some, a big play to Metcalf or Lockett to, to make things interesting. So, I mean, you can't bet against Russell Wilson. He, he just pulls things out of his
5: hat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's and you bring up the number minus four. That's kind of the reason. Uh, that's really kind of worrying me here about laying it with Green Bay because I could see Seattle slipping through that back door, you know, a field goal game like you mentioned, Sean. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, always kind of creating things. But at the same time, Seattle's defense has been banged up. They did, you know, hold Philadelphia to, what, under 10 points. But how much is that just Philadelphia, Carson Wentz and company, really? Let's face it, not being a a top-notch offense really all season long. Being banged up at the wide receiver position and, and whatnot, so I don't know how much credence I give the Seahawks defense for their performance just last night. But overall, man, going up against Green Bay, going up against Aaron Rodgers, and I know you know as we get here to the final eight teams, really only good quarterbacks left at this point. But uh, heck, you put you could you could make the argument that Aaron Rodgers is on the top of all of them. So uh, it's a game that I'm not involved with as of right, <laughs> right now. now. So.
4: We'll see where it goes. We'll look at the AFC side of things tomorrow on the show, but I want to get to the odds, the latest odds for the Super Bowl 54 championship. Um, I kind of like the Vikings here. Look, 14-1, to 1, Drew. They beat the Saints on the road, right? If Cousins plays at this level, if, if, and I, I'm not sure if he's capable of maintaining this type of play, with Dalvin Cook now seemingly healthy, Adam Thielen seemingly healthy, and shout out – uh, Frank Stanfold had a great promo there uh, talking about Adam Thielen. If he's healthy, it's a different game, and he was right about it. He had a huge game. Um, I like the Vikings. I think they could beat the 49ers, as I mentioned. I think it's possible, so putting a little sprinkle on the Minnesota Vikings, plus 14, uh, 14 to 1, not a bad play, Drew. Uh, do you see anything there as far as sleepers concerned as a play? Outright Super Bowl 54 champions.
5: You know, Teddy Covers brought up an interesting point here where he says that, uh, in in his opinion, um, granted a good opinion, you know, long-term track record in the NFL, Houston, Kansas City winner will win the AFC. Um, That makes me look towards Houston here at, what, 30-1. to Um, Their defense hasn't been really great all season long, but uh, they do have you know Deshaun Watson at the quarterback position. We've seen him do it on the big stage. Heck, he's he's had a great NFL career. We saw him win the national championship at Clemson. He can create with his feet. I don't know. Maybe taking a huge shot here, thirty to one with Houston. Love it. I like that a lot. Hey, it could happen. It definitely
4: could happen. Uh, so I love that. Twenty nine hundred to one. Thirty to one. Are you kidding me? That's some great value there, Drew. When we come back, let's talk about Mike McCarthy, the new Dallas Cowboys head coach. Is that a good hire? Or did Jerry Jones screw it up once again? Talk about that next on At the Window.
1: iHeart.
4: Scott Wetzel drinks alone. I'm not shocked by that, by the way. Welcome back to At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. Wrapping things up. Up next in a couple of minutes, game time decisions with Gabriel Morenzi and Cam Stewart. Drew, Mike McCarthy hired by the Dallas Cowboys. He will be the next head coach there in Big D. I like to hire the former Green Bay Packers head coach. He had... S- Uh, Success in Green Bay, nine seasons, went to the playoffs out of 13, 125 victories against 77 defeats, 618 winning percentage, Super Bowl championship. Yes, he had Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he was criticized for being too stubborn and conservative. And yes, his offense being very stale. But he has a proven track record of success and working with quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, and Rich Gannon when he was a quarterback's coach with the Kansas City Chiefs way back in the day. Dak Prescott, at times, his fundamentals break down. He'll need the coaching if, indeed, he is back as the Dallas Cowboys' starting quarterback, which I think he will be. I like the hire versus Matt Rule. Matt Rule, he's, look, he's going to get the Giants' job, and I think it would be a great hire for the Giants, but he does not have a proven track record in the NFL. The two college coaches that uh, Jerry Jones hired previous, Jimmy Johnson won a championship, with the Miami Hurricanes, Barry Switzer, who's more like a yes man, more of a puppet anyway, when he won his Jerry Jones won that championship in 95. Not Barry Switzer, but he won at Oklahoma. Obviously, Barry Switzer did Matt rule does not have that track record. So it's more of an unknown. I like what Jerry Jones did here going with Mike McCarthy. And I think it's an upgrade over Jason Garrett, and I think uh, they'll have some success. Whether they'll win a Super Bowl, I don't know, but I like the hire. What, how about you, uh, Drew? Do you like the hire of Mike McCarthy? Big D?
5: Um, sure, sure. I I mean, I don't feel like real strongly about it. It doesn't surprise me at all. You bring up the fact of, you know, um, Barry Switzer being kind of a puppet. I I could almost see Mike McCarthy fitting in in, into that. You know, his personality doesn't look, it doesn't seem to be the type of personality that's going to clash with Jerry Jones very much. So, uh, I think it's kind of, you know, the safe hire, which isn't always a bad hire, but it might not, you know Bring Super Bowls to Dallas. But uh, overall, I think it's all right. And uh, Sean, end it with uh, best bet on Louisiana Raging Cajuns, minus 14 tonight in the Lending Tree Bowl. Singled out college football, Louisiana minus 14, man.
4: All right. And I just tweeted, I'm rolling with you, Drew. You convinced me to lay the points. So I'm going with you. Thanks, Drew, for the best bet as I'll I'll, uh, piggyback on on top of that with you tonight. Thanks, Drew. Uh, We'll talk on Wednesday, I believe. Good luck tonight. Thanks. Have a good one, buddy. All right, up next, Game Time Decisions.